was good was good csgs will go down another l for the rockets we got the post game live with my boy here space he ain't he's been a little under the weather bro so how you how you uh how you hanging brother uh, I'm I'm straight, man. I'm getting getting a little better, man. Kicking it, kicking his little head cold, bro. Yes, sir. Well, you know, hope you 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 do get better. I know the guys miss you. What's good with everybody in the chat? What's happening, CSGs? What's good? What's good? Y'all give y'all shout outs out. Sigma Migs, I see you in there. Yasin, Go Cow. And I'm killing these names. Uh, would you would you think about the game, bro? Let's let's we gonna start off with the game. Just overall um i think for the most part I, I i just like that they came and fought back a little bit um bright spot jalen green i mean jalen jalen looked like he's that offensive engine he's really starting to really pick it up no matter who i thought those big guys was gonna give him some trouble but He's starting to figure out where he can score at, how he can score. When we see when his three-point shot is falling, he's he's a little bit more lethal. Um, he didn't take that many uh, free throws, but he got to the he got to his spots. He looked good. Jabari, he looked good for the most part. I like to see him get more of those high post uh, elbow touches. He was shooting them over 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 everybody for a little while i think uh, jared island the only one that really gave him trouble um for the most part man what you what did what did we expect i mean the calves or the calves are just one of those matchups that we really don't unless they just don't come out and play we really don't have a chance because their height their length their uh defensive quickness it's all it's all just a headache for everybody on the squad. We our tallest guy is Jabari, and and he's only what two oh five, and you, you can see that he <laughs> yeah. was out of out of his league down low. But uh, I mean Silas, man, like I don't I don't want to harp on Silas because I think harp on I think his I think his time has come. I really with this new. I know you've seen the new report about we after we could go after Nurse or Udoka or one of them two. That's like music to my ears, bro. Like <laughs> we really need to get rid of Silas. He playing Knicks too much. I don't get why Knicks get so much playing time. Um, but for the most part, Shangoon he tried. You can see he really he tried. He's just too slow. He's just too short, and he's too slow to hang with those big guys. But for the most part, man, I just liked it to see how they responded when they got down. It looked like they was about to go down by 30. Right. And, and they came back after halftime, and they really cut into the lead. I thought they was going to get a little bit closer, but eventually the talent weighed out, bro. Like, Cavs is just a good squad, man. Yeah, I mean, they're. I didn't think we – this is a bad matchup for us. Um just off of just team build. I mean, at everywhere you look, there's a mismatch. And uh yeah, the the twin towers on the inside for the Cavs really gave our guards a lot of trouble. Um Jalen being able to score 30 on them, you know, that is uh something that shows how explosive of a scorer he is and um how special he could be. Um and you know, just the impact that he has, you know, it's really not but even his scoring isn't enough on its own because it's just almost uh, like in a vacuum. It's not really impacting whether we win or lose at this point because we don't have a system. So if we, if, if, and the way I see that is like, 
if you put in the defense in a bind because your system is just killing them and you scoring in that system, then overall you're going to win the game. Like that's going to put you better to win than just a guy on his own just scoring 30 or 40 because it's really, uh, you're going to score 30, but everybody else is going to be bad. So, um, you know, that's a Silas thing, bro, and it ties into what you just said. Like the dude is long overdue. Honestly, this might have been one of the longest tenures on bad performance that we've, you know, probably an NBA is going to got to be top three or four in NBA history, just how bad a coach is and not being fired. Cause the reason he has the worst record over X and X in the game, cause most dudes get fired after that point, you know what I mean? And whether he's trying to tank or not tank or it doesn't matter, bro. Like that's the game of the NBA. And it's very clear to me that the Rockets had him here for a specific purpose, which is to be the fall guy for this three year stretch when they knew that they was trying to get these top picks. And it doesn't make any sense to me why he would be here a minute after the season is over. Like, to me, you playing with fire at that point. Because even you, you floated. I don't know if it was you. Maybe it wasn't you. Somebody said there's a chance he go into the season, they fire him through the um, trade deadline. Like, why, bro? Like, why Why would we do that? You know what I mean? You just wasting another season. Because by then, damn that season over. Yeah, I, I got that from from Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike, yeah, stop listening to Mike. <laughs> Mike, Mike said that, bro, because um, you know me. I've been, I wanted him gone at this trade deadline. Truthfully, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know exactly what have he done to really just right. garner this long of a, a leash. Like even even if we're tanking. That'll just help the tank get rid of the coach. You <laughs> like for real. Like what 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 he's not moving the needle at all. You know, so it's not like we're we're keeping him and he's we we see a future in him or anything like that. He's still not moving the needle because like you said, we we was veteran heavy last year and kind of the year before that. We didn't have all these young guys. And he still was trash. And he still, and he still, we still had the worst record in the league to get us Jalen Green. And then to get us Jabari, we still had the worst record in the league. So I, if I'm Stone, I'm taking a long, hard look at the available, available coaches, even if they're not cream of the crop. Like some, we just need a new voice, a new, a new sense of direction, a new, uh, captain of the ship bro because we going down like the titanic and he's like i know y'all seen that movie he's like the captain went in in, in, into the um to the room and just closed the door and just watched (laughs) it go down bro (laughs) like he's not helping the situation at all who's the who's the uh the band playing with the ship drowning you know that's nicks that's nicks bro he's 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 the leading but (laughs) he's the guy on the violin that's playing while the (laughs) yeah yeah he's oh man that's crazy that's a good point though that's that's a good point um yeah it's it's you know it's yeah i I hope we do you know i I don't know the rockets they put out they 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 are looking at or they they want they're interested in Ime Udoka and Nick Nurse. I mean, hell, I'm interested in a, a million dollars, goddamn it. I don't really mean nothing. Right. Being interested is, are, are, can you make a deal and can you make it worthwhile for those coaches to come down to Houston? I think that's what, because everybody just wants security, you know, at the end of the day. Just like with those vets, while we can't get vets on a team because we're not going to pay a vet to be on this team. You got to pay them dudes. And mm-hmm. uh, you just want security. So what is going to make a good coach come down to Houston and say that, hey, 
this is where, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, obviously we have the talent um, on the court. Um, I would say the team is not built properly right now, but, you know, there's a long ways to go with that. They have the cap space to be able to go out and get some nice pieces to add on to the talent. Um, nice city. You obviously, um, the owner is still uh, up in the air as far as not sure what the perception on Tillman Fertitta is as an owner for the players. Cause remember the Mac- Mike D'Antoni thing ended bad and coaches talk. It's a small world. Kosalas, uh, his tenure here is going to, regardless of whether it's deserved or not, it's going to end bad because people are going to say, well, they didn't give him a chance, blah, 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 blah. Uh, coaches talk. They're going to talk about that. If, if the stuff with stone was true, that's going to be out there uh, for people to talk about, uh, about him being intrusive on the coaching and kind of being a barrier to the coach having autonomy. So, you know, all these things, you know, you can't like separate what has happened over the past few years, even back when, before Steven Silas got here in acquiring a, a high level coach. And honestly, for anything that we want to compete with the regular NBA, we have to overpay for it, whether it's vets whether it's coaches, well, anything, we're going to have to overpay for for those guys because we put ourselves in this situation. But um, to, to pivot on, like the talent is there. And like you pointed out, Jalen Green, um, he hasn't, you know, even though he hasn't, he's been on this tier, he hasn't been shooting great. You know, he hasn't been really just like burning it up. In the last 10 games, you know, he's shooting 41% from the field um, and uh, 31% from three, but he's scoring, he's averaging 23.6 points almost 24 points in that stretch. And um, I think what I like about it is his aggression, get trying to get to the to the line, um, get to the free throw line, which for him right now is uh looks like 6.7 free throw attempts. Hell, that's damn near seven. Three more free throw attempts in that stretch. He up in James Harden level. You know what I mean? So and bead in them levels. So that's that's really encouraging to see for him. And we'll talk about Jabari in a minute more. Let me uh, go through some of these comments. Uh, Goyo Falcone says if the Rockets don't get Victor or Scoot, it's a wasted year. Not much to look forward to. Do you believe that, bro? Is that your point of view? Just Victor or Scoot or bust? No, no. I, I like you seen the video I had just put out, yep. and I and I kind of went through some of their film, and I really looked at some of these guys. Um, our three spot is really not solidified. You know, as a as a, if we can get a top five pick at the three spot, bro. We we might be cooking, really. We might be cooking, and I really came out of that whole thing like a little bit more high on a sore than I previously was because you know, a man get he gets most of the praise, he gets most of the the um, the accolades, he get he get everything, and it's like a sore is kind of on the back end of everything. And when I looked at it, the dude can play. A sore, he can both of them. They can play. They can play. They're not. They're not up there for no reason. I mean, after them, I think it's kind of a slump. But even even if we end up getting Brandon Miller, I think he can bring something to the three spot that we don't presently have on this squad right now as well. But uh, I really came out looking like a sore. He's six seven. He can really he 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 rebounds very well. And he makes quick, quick, quick decisions. Once he get the ball down, he's he's throwing it up. And for the most part, that's kind of what a young team like to do. They like to get the ball and run and and give those outlet passes. He makes great, great outlet outlet passes. And he he plays defense. He plays a little bit better defense than A-Man. 
So we was to drop out of the top three, bro. I'm I I like a sewer, bro. Like I wouldn't mind taking a sewer number four or number five if we even get it, you know. But I think somebody gonna take a swing on him, bro, because he got he's he's more of that utility player, you know, Swiss Army knife player. He he's no, he's not the greatest shooter, but we we really ain't we really not gonna need that much if we get a, a true point guard that can set up guys. So I think a lack of our three-point shots is because we don't have a point guard to set up guys to make uh, three-pointers that's not contested, so to say. You know, so I think that that'll, that'll help us out a whole lot. If we get a true point guard in the offseason, I think a sore number four or number five, I think that'll be a, a quality pickup for us. Yep. And I just put in the chat the video space is referring to. If you guys haven't watched it, go ahead and bookmark that for later. You can watch it. He goes through the, his top five uh, prospects in the draft right now. And, yeah, the Thompson Twins are interesting, bro. Like, um, I, literally, I go, like, as far as that, I'm locked in with Wemby at, at one and a, a Scoot at two. Nobody's going to talk me off of that. I just love what Scoot brings to the table. But I don't think people understand, like, what they're looking at with a with a player with his explosiveness and the ability to read the game at that level. Like, that's not a, a usual combination. Because a lot of guys that have that athleticism, they're lazy when it comes to, like, other parts. They just kind of rely on that. So when you get a kid that actually works on his game and is a, is a pure athlete like that, um, you have a chance to do something special with that. So, um, But the downstream from two, it's like it gets real interesting because one day I'm a, a man, one day uh, it could be Brandon Miller. I, I'm really not high on Miller. Honestly, to be, uh, to be transparent with, with you guys, um, I just don't I don't like his I don't like his overall like what he brings shooting and, and length at his, his position. But to me, I, he just doesn't have a superpower like shooting and length. And, eh, you know, at the number three pick, he's not a guy that like Jabari that's going to is going to be like he's a 611 kind of a, a wing that could play the big and small, you know, he's going to be a wing. He's going to be six eleven. I don't like his frame. I don't like his, his shoulders. I don't like really too much about him. I really think he's kind of overhyped. That's my, y'all could kill me if he turns out to be uh, the second coming of Paul George or, or Jason Tatum. But the, the Thompson twins, it's really hard for me to gaze them, bro. With that OTE league, bro. And you pointed it out in the video, like I'm looking at the clips that you put in there, man, that competition looked like we could run down to the park and find a couple of kids that down at the middle school that, <laughs> I might be out there looking like a mentos. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When I was looking, at it, I was like, "Man, who is this little high school looking <laughs> guys?" Like, but we gotta, we gotta look. It is like they're a league from 16 to 20. So some of them guys are like 17, 18 years old. Tracks, facts. That's a good. You know, point. so they're not really developed yet, or you know, that they're, they're really just out there hooping, bro. It's like a glorified AAU, you know, but. One thing I would say about Miller when I watched him, he is playing at a higher level than those two guys. And uh he's been he's he's been more consistent than not. And that's true. He he plays good, I wouldn't say good on ball defense, but he's a real good help side defender, like yeah. passing lanes and he he really sticks to his man. He makes it tough on his man to, to really score on him when he feels like it. I think he got. I think he kind of got to deal with his motor a little bit on that side. I think he kind of saves himself for the offensive side of the ball a lot. Um, he can be. I, when I was watching him, I was like, "This dude can probably be like a Scottie Pippen." 
You, do you really think that highly of him? If if he because he's going to gain weight, I'm thinking he's going right. to gain weight. You know, he he's probably only about two hundred five himself. If he gains weight, he get another ten, maybe fifteen pounds. I can see the Paul George, but I think he's a little bit longer, rangier than than Paul George. When I was looking at it, um, I think he's I think he's gonna be a player, bro. I think he's gonna be a player, but I think he's gonna need a system. I think a system is gonna really cater to him really more than the other guys. I think especially the top three, A-Man, Scoot, and um, Wimby, I think they can be the system. I think Miller is going to need a system, you know, that's, that's that that uh, cater to him the way he can fit in. Something like Keegan Murray over there at the at the, um, the Kings. So I think, I think all of, I think all of those top four, top five guys, I think they they're they're decent players. They'll help any yeah. team that they go to. Yeah, I mean that's definitely. I mean that that is not arguable. Like they're going to be good um, at any point. And one argument you could make for Miller is that he's actually played uh, meaningful basketball. And I think a lot of the other guys, like the Thompson twins, those are going to be upside swings. And maybe it is time we start drafting some actual real basketball players that actually know how to play basketball already. One thing that we do struggle on, um, you know, as a team is shooting Um, in this game versus the Cavs. uh, The Rockets shot, let's see, from three. Oh, this is nasty, bro. 24 percent from three in this game. In the past 10 games, uh, let me let me read off. Alperen Shangun, 16 percent from three. Jay Sean Tate, 25 percent from three. KJ, 26% from three. Garuba, 27% from three. Jay Gup, 28% from three. Jalen, 31% from three. KPJ, 34%. Tari's at 36% on two, two attempts. The best shooter right now on the team as far as from threes is Jabari Smith, 42.6%. So he's been burning it um, kind of since his resurgence uh, and, and and kind of getting after the All-Star break, how he's been playing. Um, I think maybe that's where uh, Miller comes in, where you can make a case like, just as long as much as we need ball handling, I mean, damn, we 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 need a shooter, man. We need some shooters on the squad for real, because we are struggling. Uh, let me see. Uh, Baba Shola says it's against the likes of the Cavs and Bucks, so you know we need long players. Hence, Wemby and Miller. That's a good point as well. Um, I don't know. Would Miller be helpful against the Cavs though? That's that's more of a size, like interior size, bro. We small on the inside, and Shangun. And Jabari, maybe Jabari three years from now, Shangun, uh, you know, I think one thing I saw space from this game that the Rockets didn't really take advantage of enough to me is, and why we struggled a lot is uh, one of the advantages I see that we had was actually Shangun's size on Evan Mobley. And they really never really went to it um, to try to post up Mobley and make it a little harder for him. Because if Shangun gets Mobley, if even those few possessions where they posted it up, it did draw a double team because he would just barrel him under the basket. Then either um, Allen or one of the perimeter players would have to come help and try to strip the ball. And to me, that's how you generate more threes and better looking shots. But we don't have a system. So it's really everybody just kind of making it up as they go. So, you know, I mean, what did you think? Did you see that uh, as a counter maybe to try to punish that one mismatch we had? Because they were they were contest they were uh, content with having Jabari just kind of try to shoot mid rangers over Mobley. Yeah, I seen, but they didn't really start doing that to more like the second half after we made that little run. You know, they didn't start off doubling him, but um, I think if I think see the thing is, 
Silas is too reactive and not proactive. Mm-hmm. So he waits to try to be a counter puncher. Uh, he waits to see what the team going to do so he can try to counter that. Instead of being aggressive and making them do things that they are uncomfortable with, you know, because they didn't, they, if they had to, they don't want to double nobody with those two bigs. They figure like if they're in the paint, a big in the paint, those two guys should be able to take them one on one. And the fact that Shangun was able to make them start doubling him, uh, I think Silas should have went to that early. I've always been an inside out guy for the most part. If you establish a paint presence, presence from jump, then you're going to make the other team do something that they don't want to do, you know, and it's the easiest shots in the, in the, in the whole game, you know, right under the rim at the paint, even though it might be tough shots, they'll, they'll still be able to generate those type of shots. And Silas just waits too long to try to make the other team commit to something. But he he lets them get too comfortable, and then once they're they're comfortable, it's it's almost too late because they're up 14, 15 points. And um, but yeah, Shangun, I believe the last time we played against Mobley, he really gave it to Mobley then too, because Mobley is more of a uh, he just want to block the shot. You know, he he want to block your shot every time, and the head fakes that Shangun give him, he be having Mobley looking like crazy. Yeah. You know, so. That's that's a good good strategy to feed it through Shangun to begin with, but I think we just went to it a little bit too late. Yeah, it, man, you hit that straight on, bro. Like it's I don't know, maybe the moments is too big for Silas, or he's just he's just very stubborn about his system. Um, but I mean, there to me there are mismatches there. Like another one, and this was in our group chat. Uh, Mike uh, from uh, Mike uh, from Twitter was pointing out that the pick and pops were available for Jabari as well. Uh, a lot of times when he was a screener for the guards, they would just drive into like five guys and try to take a very bad contested two-pointer over the outstretched arms of a seven-footer rather than having Jabari right there. Because initially, it's like the Cavs knew they weren't going to pass it to Jabari and just abandoned him. Even though they, like I just told you, he's shooting 43% from three and pretty much damn near for the past like month. And when he would screen, the man that was supposed to guard him would literally abandon him and go in and try to double whoever the ball handler was, and they still didn't pass it. And stuff like that, you see that. And, like, I, I don't know, man. I, if Even even though if if you see if I was a coach, I see that, i tell the guys, like, bro, get, get hit to him. Get it to him. And, like, I wouldn't just clap and tell them good job like Silas does, no matter what they do. Hell, they could shoot the referee and he's going to clap. And tell him good stuff. <laughs> like the dude always clapping. It's annoying, yeah. bro. Like, stop clapping. This dude just stopped playing in the middle of the play. You over there clapping at him like he did something good. But Jason you know, Garrett. I, yeah, man. <laughs> the the Jason Garrett, man. That's exactly what it is. Go your Falcon Cone says that uh or Falcon. I don't know if he's Italian or whatever. Uh Rockets need to make some serious cha- uh changes, starting with hi- firing Silas, trading KPJ. Rockets don't have any structure. They're all over the place. Yeah, KPJ didn't have a great game uh, today. Like, uh, let me look at his stats from this game. Um, 36 minutes, 25% from the field, 0 for, 0 for 3. Um, he had two rebounds, uh, three rebounds, four assists, uh, team low minus 19. Um, he didn't, I mean, he didn't really take that many shots. He just, I think the 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 double bigs really confused our guys, bro. Like, they usually are used to getting their way with these switching teams that 
they might get like a Al Horford on them and be able to take them to the basket. But man, the Cavs, I, I mean, they, I think they last I checked, they had the best uh, defense in the NBA. They are committed to that paint defense, man. They're going to make you shoot it and they're going to contest on your shot. So it, it was like they couldn't adjust in real time. Like you could see them just banging their heads against the wall on trying to attack these. Like you're not going to like attack Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, bro. Yeah, like you hit there. yeah, you hit it on the head because the games we win, we 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 have to score like 65, 72 points in the paint. And when we can't Facts. get to the paint, we're we're cooked. We we're cooked because we don't shoot consistently enough from the outside, even mid-range. Even if we we uh eliminate the three-point line, we still don't have a consistent knockdown shooter even from the mid-range. So, if we cannot get to the paint, we're cooked. We're cooked. That's why we need like a Seth Curry or, you know, um, a Joe, Joe Harris or, you know, somebody like that, a Kyle Corver or JJ Reddick or somebody like that from who is that guy? That's the, I mean, what is his name, bro? Which he one? is a he is a three point sniper, man. Who is that? I think you text about him the other day. Um, I can't think of his name right what now. Team, what team he on? Is he is he on Philly or is he on? No, nah, he's not on Philly. No, he's not on Philly. Man, you 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 text about him, man. What is his name? Mm, I think it's called a B. I think his last name started with a B. But he's he's just straight Isaiah Joe. That's his oh, name. Isaiah, yeah, that dude. Isaiah Joe. 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 I mean, that dude. Oh, okay, he so ain't touching him. Bro, <laughs> that him, dude can shoot, man. That dude, Everywhere. like every time he shoot it, I'm like, that's good. He he has he I think he's shooting like forty six percent from three on the season, bro, or forty some stupid, and it's on high volume. Uh, and he can hoop. He's a hooper. He's not like a Luke Kennard where he's just coming off of screens. Dude could actually get to the back. He got to pull up. Uh, OKC man, they just got they got a treasure trove of, of picks and players. Man, it's not fair, bro. It's not, it's not fair. I don't know every how they time keep I watch him, bro. I'll be like, I'll be. Ex- I'm not gonna lie. I'll be in. <laughs> I'd be entertained, but I'd be like, man, we're going to have to deal with this with yeah, the bro. next eight, 10 years, bro. Like, And Chet's um, still loading, bro. We don't even know what he looks like. Um, yeah, man, that's that's really like – that's going to be a, a, a tough battle for us to try to stack up with because, to me, they, they can go like seven or eight deep and have real players that could play like on the court. Some of the lineups they have is just crazy. It's just crazy. You know what? One comp I have for uh, Man Thompson is like, Josh Giddy. I think he's like an athletic Josh Giddy. And I was thinking about that watching your video and some of the passes that he was making. And, you know, that does because I haven't really delved into the like the, the draft players yet. Like I want to. So, you know, just hearing some of the stuff you was reading off and the, watching the, the, the highlights did give me a little kind of, OK, I could see some of the stuff. Um, I'm not sure if he has the same ball IQ like Josh, because Josh was doing it in the in the uh, Australian League. Against professionals, you know, like we talk about a man that's playing against basically the dude Zion was dunking on in high school. And now, you know, uh, Giddy's game translates to the NBA. Can he can uh, will Thompson be able to translate that processing speed to complicated NBA defenses where they're doing zones and running different types of sets against him to try to force him to shoot? Because that's what's going to happen. Like th- yeah. this Cavs game would be a nightmare for a man Thompson. I'm I really. I'm not sure. Like I like I after I because I like I'm like you. I really don't dive deep into prospects until around this time. And 
I had a preconceived notion going in, you know, looking at these guys and how they really all these top five guys really surprised me. And I think they can do a little bit more than what I was giving all of them credit for. Even Scoot, you know, even Scoot, you know, you know, we didn't have to chat about Scoot before. And I was like, he's not generational. I still don't think he's generational, but I still think he's he's the the damn best guard in this in this draft. Like I, I came out, I didn't think nobody else was, you know, that close to him. I thought maybe him and that man could probably exchange if you know the the cards fall right. But no, Scoot Scoot on a whole nother level. And I apologize to Scoot for for sleeping on that man game like that. But I think I think a man the 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 because in that league they really try to clamp the paint too. It's not really a lot of freedom to really do a lot of. It's like a scrum. It's like rugby compared to football, you know. And um, he was making some dimes and some passes to where I'm like, oh, that that'll probably translate. Oh, I can see that one translating. You know, um, he he he's gonna have a curve to 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 overcome of course just like every rookie but i think um a man he i think he can get i think he can get it done once he's like a third year player and he really figure out um how how teams are going to try to play him i think he still need a shot if he if his shot get there then the world will open up for him i think the world will open up for him i mean you I mean you can't go wrong with athleticism size in the nba at worst you got a guy that can facilitate He's aggressive. He can play defense. And, you know, you can't go wrong. And I am intrigued by his brother, Officer, and just to see, you know, which one actually turns into something. Uh, let's take a quick uh, sideline break just to, you know, allow you guys to be able to read what's popping. You know, thank you guys for joining us. If you like the channel, the content that we give to you guys, please uh, be able to click the like button on this video. Click the subscribe if you're not subscribed. You see the Chiron at the bottom there. If you also want to support the channel, please Hit us up on Cash App at ATX Chop Shop, uh, dollar sign ATX Chop Shop. Uh, so support the channel as my daughter tries to come in here and interrupt the live stream. But yeah, uh, you know, back to the, the to this game that we have. Uh, let me see. One of the players I saw, and I love Tari Eason, bro. Tari's my man. But what what, what was he like? Is this dude like he he's so like like one day he'll be, look like damn this dude's the man. Then he has these games, bro, where he just looks unhinged sometimes. And not that he was playing bad, but damn, bro, how many times do you need your your shot swatted to learn, like, bro, just stop. You're not going to pump fake, pump fake. It'd be two, both Evan and, and uh, Jared next to him, and he's still trying to, like, throw up floaters and stuff. Like, man, yeah, Tari got to clean that up, bro. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what he – do he think, like, He's gonna overpower them guys. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know what he be thinking. I understand. I think what I, I'm gonna give him benefit. I think this is what I think. I don't know. I think he thinks that he's gonna get like a three second call in the paint. So he try to you know force something up so he won't get a turnover or anything like that. But he can always kick it back out and go reset a play. I, I don't think he's processing it that much. I and then when you on a tanking team, and I think he thinks he should be playing probably more than he than he actually plays. I think he's thinking like these these this is my opportunity. I can't not do anything. So, uh, Tari, like you said, man, he's like a mixed bag right now. To where I'll be like, oh yeah, Tari, good. 
Oh, no, Tari. Why? <laughs> oh, yeah, Tari. Oh, no, Tari. Why would you do that? So I think he just needs to slow down a little bit, first of all. Just slow down a little bit, and then maybe he could just start processing the game a little bit slower. And Because it seemed like he, his mind want to do one thing, but his body does something else, you know. So, yeah, Tari, I think he just needs to work on his consistency, man. That's That's it. Yep, yep. Um, same. Let me get some of these comments. What up, Terry? Terry shout us out. Miller is low key a good pick and roll player, playmaker too. Solid. Yeah, I've heard about his ball handling, um, and he, that he can make a couple of passes. Um, you know, I think it, it's just it's hard to gauge because uh, we have so many needs on the team. It's really um, hard to see. Uh, Juicy fruity. I think that's what that says. Even though we lost, at least they tried their best. Uh, they, yeah, that is encouraging to see because I. I've, you know, I mean, to me, they probably won or two games from one, two, three Cancun, bro. Like, it's it's gonna be a point where it's like, man, we getting killed every night, and you know, they tried. So as long as they keep trying, you really can't be too mad at them. Um, this era of Rockets basketball is winding down, so thank God. But man, I, I'm I'll just be happy. I know it's gonna suck not having basketball for like the Rockets for a couple of months, but man, that that'll be the the. I think we all need a break first of all. <laughs> And second of all, like just looking forward to better days and uh, just a more competitive team. I like to argue about real stuff, not just random dumb stuff like like all this this randomness that we talk about on on a day to day basis. Scott Martin says Miller, in my opinion, is much better than Asar. Asar seems like another guy with a secondary playmaking capabilities. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've heard that as well. Ricky Johnson says I agree. Those tall guys scare me, but you still got to draft them. If you get the chance, so Ricky, let us know. Would you pass up on uh, who you? So are you taking uh, Brandon Miller with the third pick? Is that is that what you're saying? Uh, Scott Martin says Whitmore though. I've heard a lot about Cam Whitmore, bro. I haven't really looked into him, but uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure if you heard anything about him as a player. I don't think he's a top five player, but um, a lot of people are high on him as a prospect. I haven't looked into him personally yet. Um, I was just <clears throat> under the gun trying to, you know, make that video. So I just I had wanted to go top 10. But like I told you, I was, I was I've been battling this little cold and I, I kind of just didn't have the time to get that deep. But um, I, I think he is right now. I think he's right around 10. Um, okay. he, he is a lottery talent. Um, but I, I didn't really dig that deep into him because I wanted to watch some film, you know, you know the guys and see. What I what I can come up with on my own, you know, opinions and not have to go off just draft boards and yeah, what people whatnot. are saying. That's yeah, fact. so I was just trying to get cram those five into a, a tiny window. I wish I could do more of it. Maybe we can go. Maybe me and you like can a, sit yeah. down and break from from six to fifteen. You know, right at the end of the lottery. Next time we we do something. Um, but I heard he is intriguing. I can't really just put a stamp on whether he's better than this player or that player or how he'll fit, you know, because I just really haven't <clears throat> looked into him deep myself. Shout out to a sleep art 11, just gifted one rockets chop shop membership in the chat. Hope somebody grab you up. Chet man, go in and grab that. Appreciate you sleep art. Appreciate you supporting the channel. Um, yeah, same bro. I think, yeah, we, we're definitely going to look at, 
Um, we're going to have a draft board for you guys. We'll probably put it on a graphic. We, we'll get with the guys with Coop and James and uh, some of our other chop shop that are more on the college side. And I think this summer, since this is such a important draft, me and space are going to really kind of go all in on, on evaluating these guys and try to give you guys as much information as possible. Because even honestly, if you think like maybe we don't get in the top three, then we might want to trade back. And people think trading, trading the pick means not drafting a player. That's not necessarily true. Because there might be opportunity for us to trade back into the maybe seven, eight, nine, ten, and still draft a player, but get assets for just giving a team an opportunity to draft a number four pick or a number five pick that they really, really like. And then those Cam Whitmores and those other players um, that uh, the Derek Livelys and all those guys become more significant because now that might be a guy we could pick up with like a tenth pick, eleventh pick type deal. So, and obviously the Clippers pick is there. I think. It's somewhere like 18th, between 18th and 20th right now. It kind of goes back and forth because that where they are in the in the West is so tight. Um, and that's going to be maybe a player. I don't know if the Rockets are going to draft two players out of this draft, but, um, you know, you never really know. Terry Agent asks, would you draft Chris Murray, which is uh, – uh, what's his name? The other – the Murray uh, on the Kings. Keegan. Uh, Keegan's, I think, older brother? Because I think Keegan's younger, think but like a twins. minute, right? Yeah, I, I know think one of the, twins. Yeah, I think <laughs> Keegan the older one. I'm not, I don't, I'll be mixing them up, but would you draft him with the number two pick? I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say, Terry, you, you need to put the pipe down, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think Terry is talking about our second pick. Oh, second. Pick. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm hoping that's Terry. what he's talking about. Terry, I think um, Australian heat getting to you, boy. <laughs> heat. Where, where are you? <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. I think he's talking about our second pick, but I probably wouldn't. If anybody I would take a stab at is uh, Jet Jet Howard. I liked what I seen from him. The Just a few little uh, games. Well, not full games, but I've watched some games here and there. I'll be doing so much stuff that I can't really just sit down and watch college like I want to because they come on during the week and, you know, we be busy during the week and stuff like that. But – I would take a shot on Jet. I like Jet. I think he got a little bit of T-Mac in him. I think he got a little bit of T-Mac. And he can stretch the floor for us. Good. Good point. Uh, John Harris asks, don't shoot me. We won't shoot you, John. This is a safe space. But why are you sold on Scoot? Scoot is, is athletic and can't shoot. He he shot 42% from the field and 27% from three. I believe his hype comes from his first year in the G League. It's a reason why. Um, I would say for Scoot, one, he's one of the few guys that's actually playing on an NBA three-point line uh, within the guys we're evaluating. So you have to put that into consideration because Jabari Smith shot 43% from three in college, came to the NBA. We've seen how that translated. So um, to me, that's, you know, the three-point percentage. If I give him the college curves, maybe he's in the mid-30s uh, from doing that. So I'm not really good. And Jalen Green is actively shooting 41% from the field. So it doesn't really mean anything to me. You see Jalen score just like Scoot. Scoot can get to the basket at will. He's explosive just like Jalen. But one thing he does bring is that athleticism. He's a thicker player, so you know he's going to be a good defender. He has a wingspan that's longer than Jalen's. I think Scoot's wingspan is like 6'9", um, and Jalen is like 6'8", or something like that. But he's like two or three inches shorter, so he has that weird kind of uh, – uh, uh, who has a body like that? Dort, Lou Dort type of guys that have those long, long arms. James Harden has yeah. a long wingspan too. Yeah. Um, those guys are really good on defense. Uh, plus the, the number one thing is obviously he can read the floor like, like damn near he's a, he's a point guard. So you have basically, he's not as big as Jalen as far as height. He's, he's more girthy. He's, he's just as explosive, 
but he can make all the passes that you need anybody to with the ball to make. So you think about that. That's why I'm high on him. Space, what about you? I think that he uh, he brings a lot to the table as far as breaking down the defense. I think he can break down if if a guy's going to try to go one-on-one with him, he's going to get past the first guy. And we need somebody that's really going to break down. And once he breaks it down, he processes the game to where he sees where that help defender coming from and he can feed him the ball. And like I like he's he's playing against pros, like you're saying. I, I think the the drawback to him, why he don't look as good, is because he's not surrounded by premier players. NBA really top tier, not top tier, but NBA talent. I think once you get him, especially on this team, because we got some talent here already, he will look better. You know, once you 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 just as good as the sum of the parts around you. And I think he's just playing in a G League to where sometimes they don't really feel like playing or you know how it is with the G League. You know, it's just if they could cut it, they'll be up here already. Now, I think he just really need better players around him. I, I really do. And once you see him with better players, better spacing, a true system, I think he'll be able to show exactly why he's predicted to go number two. Yeah, that's, I mean, great points. And, um, let me see. We got a super chat from Sleep Art Eleven. Appreciate your brother. Says, "I wish we had a big man rotation like the Cavs." Yeah, I mean that is also a position in need space um, centers, and whether in free agency or in uh, in in the draft, we got to address that because, like, obviously we think Jabari has upside to play the center, but he's not going to be a full time five. And Shangun, you know, he has his limitations. Like, what type of center would you think that the Rockets need, like right now? Uh, truthfully. I think the type of center we need, they they actually come a dime a dozen. The the rim protecting, uh, uh, lob threat type of guys that's really just gonna stand there and really rim protect, like a Nerlens Noel or or um, uh, uh, Claxton that in that mold of, of guys. I think we can find those guys everywhere. Those are those are the guys that get flipped and turned over out of the roster more than any NBA roster. Like, we see guys like JaVale McGee, they'll get dropped and picked up. You know, we'll see guys like, um, what's the dude from, he was in Sacramento for a while. He went oh, to- um, the dude that, um, Sacramento? Yeah, I mean, he, he started off in, man, why, why I'm blanking on his name? You're sick, you're sickness, bro. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sick, bro. I can't think right now. I'm, my, my Is it, uh, what's, what's the name? Uh, I forgot. Is it a dude that be doing the little shot puts? Yeah, I mean, like we can we can yeah, find that type of mold of guy. Like those guys are real easy to find. Just like, yeah. just like those. We don't. I don't think we need to draft for that need right now because we got so many holes otherwhere. Like a true point guard, a true three. I think we can find those guys here and there. Like they get dropped and picked up. So. Those guys can we can get the, that type of guy in, in free agent with the money we have. I don't think um, that's a necessity that we need to draft for right now. I think we just need one draft pick on this roster because we've seen it's a lot of guys that we have right now that really haven't even been developed yet. Garuba haven't been developed. Um, I think uh, Josh Christopher haven't been developed. We see Tata still haven't been getting his chance to develop. And that's the consequences of drafting like 
seven first rounders in two years. Like you, you're not going to be able to to develop all of these guys. And I would hate to spend like a top lottery pick on a guy that we just going to uh, sit on the bench or send him to the G league or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I think we, we need a plug and play type of guy. Just really just can we can, he's here. He got enough. His uh, floor is high enough to where he can just come in and, and catch stride because we're going to be ready to go next season. There's no reason we should be tanking or even in this position next season. So whoever we bring in, they're going to have to learn quickly because we're going to be trying to win for sure next next season. Yeah, that, that's facts. And, yeah, it does, like, at some point, man, you just got to bring in some real players that know how to play the game, are used to playing the game, because um, it's really going to be hard for um, if we do draft some of these players, like, who's going to get squeezed out? And I think that's that's really what we have to look at. Everybody can't make it going forward. Like, you literally can't do this. Like, we can't keep doing this. Um, you you imagine that at some point it's going to dwindle down to like four guys that are left and it's going to be the best four. And as much every time you draft a new player with a top 10, top five pick, whoever is like at the bottom gets pushed down. Whether it's Tata, Gub, Garuba, they get pushed down to the point that they may not even be on your roster because of the fact that you're bringing in other players. And uh, the cute part of the rebuild over, man, you about to see how the business of the NBA works because some of these guys are going to start being moved in trades and just let off the team. Uh, we got, uh, let me see, a sleep at 11, just drop another super chat. Says here, uh, meant spacing Jabari and Shangun in minutes like Cavs. Um, I'm not sure. I think he refer- he was referring to uh, Jabari playing the five. Um, do you think that would have been a good counterpoint for them to try to use to draw some of the bigs out the paint, uh, putting Jabari at the five? Tonight, no, because those guys they're 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 good in a perimeter too. Like you were saying in the chat, mm-hmm. like those guys are good perimeter defenders. They're just not good uh, rim protectors. They're not slow footed. They're not there just to clog up the paint. They'll jump out and hold guards. They'll jump out and hold wings. They'll jump out and hold anybody with the ball. So I don't think that would have probably made too much. Uh, since I, I'm not saying hey tried, but Jabari he once they come out on him, <clears throat> you see he can't really break them down and get past them. You know he tried a couple of times, but it didn't work. It didn't really, it really didn't work. So I don't think that would have moved the needle much. Um, I just think we need for guys like that. We need guys like them. You know that can yeah. do multiple things and be big and get switch out and make it hard on them just as tough as they're making it hard on the other team. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that would have probably moved the needle much, but against certain teams, yeah, that is a good, um, good thing to do to put Jabari at the five and then have them have a, the center come out like against like guys like Nurkic and guys like that. So I, I think these guys are just too athletic, too long, so really, that wasn't going to move the needle much. Yes, sir. Uh, go ahead, Falcon. Thinks Draymond would be a great veteran addition. Yeah, I think Draymond would be great on the team uh, just, just to kind of get the guys to a winning mode. I don't know if he would come here, and I don't know if I would want to pay what he's going to want to come to Houston. I think Draymond would take a discount to go to a championship team. Uh, but I think if he's coming here, bro, you got to use uh, – he probably wants as much money as he can get. 
Because, I mean, even though he's not going to add really much on the court as far as, like, um, stats and stuff, but a guy like that in the locker room is definitely all that, like, pouting and all that is going to be out the window because we see how he get down. Like, he don't play. And uh, really got to respect this game uh, for doing that. Uh, let me see. Brandon Simpson says, how many of these players will be on the team next year? I'm going to go five. Let me see. Next year, let me let me give you my number. Let's see. I know Jalen, Jabari, Tari, Shangun, so we can start there. Uh, just assuming that they don't trade any any major trades. Um, I think Gup probably going to be because maybe the, the clothing contract is longer than this next season. Uh, <laughs> Garuba, I don't know, man. Maybe Garuba go down to the G League. I think Ty Ty. Ty Ty is going to be here. I think they're just going to keep him in the G League and just keep kind of bouncing him up and down as that 15th player on the roster. Um, I, I really don't think they have to, like, Unless they're going to trade for a player, they don't really have to. Like, to me, spots, Knicks, okay, yeah, let's get Knicks out the way. Knicks, Boban, um, who else we got on this roster? This, you know, Frank Kaminsky, uh, uh, DJ, Augustine. Those are four, four spots right there that you could bring in real players uh, in to kind of fill in. So I, you still have a lot of, like, I'm not going to call them wasted slots, but – there, we have slots that, of guys that aren't playing basketball or aren't lending to anything uh, but just warm bodies at this point. So, yeah, I definitely think at least at least four or five of those spots can be moved on without really impacting your quote-unquote core players. Uh, Shout-out to Sleepard dropping another uh, Chop Shop membership. That was he dropped two up. more. Two more? Okay, yeah. this one was picked up by uh, Ray Ben Handsome. Mm-hmm. And the EF Hutton picked up by EF yeah. Hutton, man. Shout out to you, Sleep Art. He is the chat boss right now. For the he, night, yeah. Yeah, you he, killing, he killing it right now. Good big up, big up to you, um <clears throat> Sleep Art. Um yes. I think I think we just I think we just need to keep four guys, bro. Truthfully. Four, four like total? Yeah, total. And I, I named think, your four. And I think it might be a possible that it depends on if we're trading or not. Um I think it might be of course, the four you said, Jalen, Jabari, Shangun, and Tari. I think those four guys just we can keep them for sure, for sure. Everybody else, they can be on the they can be on the chopping block for me. For me. And depending on who we try to go get, like a Jalen Brown or somebody like that, two of those guys from the four might be gone as well. You know, uh I, bottom line, I I would just really if you had to twist my arm and say we just had to keep two of those guys and trade two of them away, it's Jalen and Jabari. Uh, I'm sorry, Shangun fans. I'm sorry, Tari fans. Even though I, I love Tari, I think he can be something one day. But in order for us to get out of the weeds, man, it's cer- certain sacrifices you got to do to start back winning. And <clears throat> I try to remind people that, we're in the asset collection phase. All of these guys on the team are just assets. You got to view them as assets because we're not, we don't have a solid foundation to say, Hey, these guys are keepers. This guy's off limits because we're just so bad right now. And I think part of that is from silence and the coaching and whatever, but in order for you to get something, no pain, no gain, that's how it is. And it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt to get rid of some of these guys. Cause I've been, I've been, liking these guys even though we've been losing i like our guys but i like winning better i, I like winning better bro I, that that is facts and it's, it's gonna hurt man i know they're gonna do some 
It's gonna it's gonna be some like it's gonna be reality check time for our team. I just read a funny comment that's way ahead in the chat. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and read it, even though we're not there yet. It says, "Which player on our current roster would Draymond punch first? That was from Jay Moss. <laughs> Is KPJ <laughs> still here? <laughs> that's a hundred percent KPJ, bro. I think KPJ. Yeah, that, that gotta be KPJ, bro. That that gotta be KPJ. Uh, Brandon Simpson. Uh, Bleacher Report reported that Nurse would have interest in coming back to the age. Brandon Simmons, that's fake news, bro. I think you see. Come on, bro. P- post the article in, in the chat, bro. I got to see that from my eyes. I don't. I don't think Nick Nurse has hinted at that he won. I think he. I think it says that the Rockets are interested in Nick Nurse, but uh, it's like that telephone game. Next thing you know, it's going to be Nick Nurse is uh, top He's signing Nick the deal is, for the Rockets. <laughs> put the article B. Put the article in the chat. Let's see if 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 that is true, bro. Then that changes everything. Uh, uh, the Marquis says, uh, "The Marcus, I'm tripping, bro." Says, uh, uh, "Silas era is over. We hope so, bro." I ain't got the little graphic space has with the wanted poster for him, so I'm gonna have to. Find <laughs> I, I took it down. I took it down. <laughs> it was getting on you, buddy. Uh, no, I just think. Uh, oh, okay. That I think was, it's obvious my... right now. I think it's just so <laughs> obvious. We we all know he's wanted. He's. <laughs> He's like a bank robber back in the I've uh, seen 30s. Some funny, I've seen some funny ones, bro. Uh, <laughs> I've seen one on uh, Fox News graphic with it's like the most uh, the most like hated leaders in the world. You seen that one? It's like a strip with like Kim Jong Un, uh, Vladimir Putin. It got uh, the Chinese president. They got a they, somebody put a they cropped in a picture of Stephen Silas. <laughs> oh man, I I didn't see that one, bro. They. Yeah, that's 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 good enough, bro. I mean, he. I think he's gone, bro. I think he's gone. I think uh, Stone. He just, if he really want to keep anybody a fan of this team, I think getting rid of Steven Silas would like reunite the whole fan base for at least a like month a, or two. You month, know, yeah, yeah till, at least till a month or two. Till the, yeah, till we start playing again, bro. I think that's just the right thing to do. Chetman says, I don't know. Dude looks almost like a linebacker to me. I think he's talking about um, about Scoot. Uh, but maybe that's because how big he looks compared to other basketball players. Yeah, yeah. Scoot looked like an NFL safety, bro. Dude is, dude is out there. Gigi Jackson with our Clippers pick. I've heard that as well. Um, Green got undercut. Silas didn't have his back. Whack. I mean, I wasn't tripping about that. I seen that play like, eh, you know what I mean? That's really not. At that point, you know. What is Steven Silas? That he was on the bench. I think he was already like the game was over. Uh Ricky Johnson said he's not high on Miller. I was talking to the other guy about Wemby. Okay, not high on Miller. I'm not like low on him. I just I don't know. I just think that it's something you gotta look at it. But I think over the summer, like if people like whoever people think the top, whatever it is, it changes so much. I mean, Wemby could get hurt in whatever, God forbid, and you know, maybe something happened. You just never know, bro. It could be a catastrophic something, God forbid, that, that something happened. Or Scoot, Scoot has a great workout, and all of a sudden he's a rumor Scoot could go one because this team really loves him. Bro, we seen exactly what happened with uh, Paolo and Jabari. It was a done deal for uh, Jabari to go to Orlando. They didn't did uh, uh, parades. They had his posters up in their practice facility. Paolo didn't even work out for them, bro. And they still finessed the game and took him first. So, and Jabari you know, didn't work out for us. He didn't work out for us. So y'all, <laughs> it'd be a lot of a lot of capping and grandstanding. You don't know what these teams know, and what these agents are talking about, and like what 
the backdoor dealings are with the NBA and the draft, man. It's a lot that goes on behind the scenes as far as evaluating players and positioning yourself to get a player. Like, players could really just not want to come to your team. Like, how Chet didn't send Houston his medical records. So even though, let's say we love Chet, we already knew by his agent and them not, like, working out or sending his medical records that he doesn't want to come here. So there's ways to say I'm not coming to your team without actually saying it like Eli Manning did to the Chargers or what Steve Francis did when he was drafted by Vancouver. Like, you don't have to say it anymore. It'll just be some agency stuff like, no, nah, I'm not sending. We're not going to work out for them. We're not sending. Or somebody will leak something like this person is they don't like this and this. So, yeah, we'll see about that, man. Young Ghetto, what's good, brother? Says he got the Steven Silas middle finger picture. <laughs> That's his YouTube profile. I've seen plenty of B. Miller. I haven't seen a man before. Nah, he's not Westbrook. Definitely not Westbrook. Definitely not. Let me see. We got a question here from Yasin uh, saying, do you guys think we should draft two players this offseason? We have a lot of youngsters. We have a lot of youngsters. Bet, bet space. We have a lot of youngsters already. If we're going to add a couple of vets, and draft a top five, the minute allocation becomes complicated. I think we get into the point of the season where you can actually have rookies come off the bench, even high-drafted ones, depending on whether they're actually that good. So meaning, like for this example, like Jabari Smith this year, there are a lot of parts for the first half of the season, he didn't deserve the minutes he was getting. Those were strictly just, you're the third pick in the draft, so we're going to play you minutes. But if it was he was on like a real team that actually had aspirations of winning games, um, he wouldn't be playing as much. Even he might not have even start. And if he was starting, his minutes would be really low, like 20 some minutes. Um, so when you're trying to win games, you can't really do that as much. Meaning if you have a player that actually adds to winning, even let's say you draft uh, Brandon Miller and we have like Jalen Brown and they play the same position. And ba- Brandon Miller was your third overall pick. He coming off the bench. He's coming off the bench, and that's okay because there's a there's a, a all NBA player in front of him. There's a all star level player in front of him. That's that's normal though. We've seen that with Ben Matherin um, in Indiana. Uh, you know, we've seen that on Golden State with uh, Kaminga and some of these guys. Uh, if you have real players on your team that are actually good, and there's and a youngster plays a position that that real player plays, then it's perfectly normal within NBA standards to have him come off the bench. You don't have to play your young guys 50 minutes a game like the Rockets did. But if they are a high-level team on a tanking team, then yeah, go ahead and play them. Um, they're going to get all the reps they need. Um, but to me, where the Rockets kind of, to me with the Jabari thing, is that uh, you also have a position. If you're not going to play him and Tari on the court at the same time, I would have loved to see Tari and him split minutes down the middle as Jabari got used to the game. So he wouldn't be as bad off as he is now. What I mean by bad off is not that Jabari's bad, is that his stats are so bad right now, it's going to impact his like rankings within his class. So his his percentages, as good as he's been playing, if you go look at Jabari's percentages, they're still pretty bad. I mean, he's still like 40% from the field, even though in the last month or so, he's been damn near 50%. But that's not going to make up for the other three or four months that he's been struggling at. So like just throwing guys out there into the fire and basically your form of development is just getting them reps. Um, it has its ups and its downs. Obviously they're going to develop, um, learn the experience, the NBA faster, but on the flip side, uh, you get into the things where all their flaws and their weaknesses are exposed for everybody to criticize. 
whether it's other NBA uh, pundits, fan base, other fan bases. Oh, Jabari sucks. Jabari sucks. Honestly, in the real team, uh, uh, Jabari sucks wouldn't be a big thing because uh, he'd be sucking at uh, at practice. Like all the missed shots and the weakness, we know it at practice. Uh, But on the team, on a real team, he playing 20-some minutes. All right, Jabari, you're not having it today. We're going to pull you and just kind of watch from the bench. And there's nothing wrong with that as well. I mean, you can progressively build a player up. So uh, it just depends on the context of the team. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, drafting two players, yeah, we can. Uh, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, okay, if we have to move on from Dacian Nix and uh, Garuba or, or Jacob or even Ty Ty, if we get like – you know, uh, Brandon Miller and like Derek Lively. Okay. You know, you just keep chugging along and moving along till you put together a, a, a good or a case on Wallace an, another guard that could come in and help. Then you just keep moving along until you get a, uh, get to where you're trying to go. I don't know if you want to touch on that question space. Uh, nah. Okay. I'll keep going. Space, uh, space, uh, dog is trying to get in on the fun. Okay, let's let's move on down in the chat. Let me get caught up. I'm a little bit behind. Uh, let's see. Chapman says it in it's on orders from coaching staff. They don't want him shooting threes. And this is the question about the Shangun thing. They don't think he's good enough to shoot them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen that as well. Uh, Coach Silas said that he's actually told them not to shoot them all the time. They want him to rescreen most of the times. So he he can take them, uh, but I think it's a it's a happy medium there. I don't want Shangun just jacking up threes. He does need to take them though to keep the defense honest. But if you're not if you're gonna miss them, then uh you gotta weigh out is it more good than bad for the team uh for him to take those threes. But I feel like there's just like with the Russell Westbrook thing, like um when people first when you know when Draymond was playing Russ so far off the ball um on the Clippers, and people were like, Oh, see this why you can't have Russ on the floor. Nah, bro, just rescreen, man. What I mean by that is if the if I can't shoot and I'm on the perimeter. And the guy guarding me is in the paint. And there's a guy that can shoot next to me. And his guy is is next to him. Just run off a screen on me. And what's going to happen is if I'm a good screener, my man can't recover fast enough for the guy coming off that screen uh, to go contest a shot. But that's the system thing. And Ty Lue made that mistake when they first got Russell Westbrook. They were just standing there waiting for him to shoot. His teammates were, not the defense. Defense was doing that, but his teammates were standing there. But as as uh, Tyloo being a good coach, he saw the film and he adjusted. Now Russ is a screener for them. They use him in pick and rolls. He's screening more off ball. So if if you try to play him like that, either he's going to attack and get in the mid range, eat up the space, or one of the Clippers players are going to come off screen on him and get open shot. So you just got to be smart, man. That's just good coaching and using your players. Hey, wasn't Tyloo? Didn't I hear a rumor about Tyloo probably not going to be in L.A. too? Yeah. Yep. I think that was something that was said that uh, there's uh, kind of chatter about him being out this season as the Clippers coach. And I could see it. If they go first round exit or playing out, then yeah, I, I, he probably is done. But I wouldn't blame that on Ty Lue, though. Uh, Paul George been hurt. Kawhi's been hurt. The the roster been in flux. They gave up so much to get those two guys to where it's like, uh, what do you expect Ty Lue to do? You know, Talu, he only can do work with what he got. You know, I think Reggie Jackson was big for him, and um, I don't think he really showed up this year like he was last year either. So right. it's it's like what Talu can do. I think I think a change of scenery can do a lot for for coaches, for players, 
for 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 an organization, even for GM sometimes to get to start with a fresh, clean slate. And I think I wanted to mention this about why coaches won't come over here. But I don't think coaches really care about. I think they do care about it, but I don't. We we got talent. We got a whole lot of wiggle room to do a whole lot of things where a good coach can come here and he can actually have say so in a lot of different things in a lot of different areas. It's not like we're stuck in cement. We're we're a, a ball of clay to where uh, we can be molded to anything. And I think most coaches are like players. They got egos and they feel like, Hey, I can do, I can, I can come over there and make it work. I can do this. So I don't think just by us sucking and being tight, because I think a lot of people on the outside, they just see us as tanking. They don't see us just as totally incompetent besides, you know, the media, of course, they always going to have an opinion, but coaches that play us, they, they know what we got. And I think, they can see, oh, if I if I was to go there, I can implement this and get such and such off the ball, and I can do these things to where we 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 can be a legit uh, place to come. Like I don't think everybody's just out on us, especially the coach. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great point, and even if, if Talu does become available, I mean that'd be a great a great coach to also look at because um, you know a lot of people don't realize like what he does, but he's, if you hear other coaches talk about him, what they think they talk about is his ability to be able to uh, kind of adjust on the fly. I think he's one of the, him and Nick Nurse, probably one of the best like counter punch coaches in real time. Like they can make adjustments literally like as the game is going on and just peep something out and make the adjustment on the fly. We've, you know, the, the runs he's had uh, in Cleveland and even what he's done with the Clippers, like, the availability of Kawhi and Paul George is, I mean, the way they don't play should just be like, it should be illegal um, what they've been doing. And some of that stuff is biting them now because they, they fighting for a playing spot. Um, but, you know, can you blame them with the injuries and stuff like that? But yeah, it's going to be some good coaches. And I think he may, if the Clippers do move on from, uh, from uh, Lou, Idoka may be a thing for them. Obviously Nick nurse, I'm sure they're going to make a play at him. The thing we got to compete with, in addition to what Space is talking about is also the fact that like like Bomber over on the Clippers do got deep pockets, man. And so you got to consider that the ownership like is Tillman going to be opening his checkbook to be able to get one of these quality coaches because it's going to be a, a, a arms race for for drafting players, for free agents and for coaches, man. You got to be able to kind of show where you're whether you can pay for the team that you want. And that's going to be a test for Tillman to be able to show. I don't know. Uh, can I a comment on that? Yes, sir. I, I don't really take up for Tillman too much, but I think we got to kind of read the tea leaves about why Tillman is being cheap right now. We're not winning. We're in a slump. We're trying to tank. Uh, and if you read the reports right, he's trying to buy the Washington Redskins. So the dude got must be he must have an extra billion in the pocket somewhere to try to buy a whole nother NFL franchise. So he's not broke. I I think. People look at him like, oh, he's just broke. He's a maybe he's a cheapskate on some 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 things. He's maybe cheap, but if you really look at a lot of the uh, rich people, they are cheap. That's how they keep their money, you know. So I think it, it's got to be profitable for uh, Tillman to spend money. And I think once we become a, a great, well, not great, once we become a competent team, I think he will dish out the money to do 
what we need to do to get uh, us up and running and actually trying to compete. We'll see, man. We'll see because I think he's not – yeah, He even though he's not cheap, yeah, he's probably like try to be frugal. But, damn, can we get a, a new practice facility before you buy a football team, bro? Don't get me on that one, yeah. Frank. You know that's my pet peeve, yeah. bro. Can we, can we <laughs> that's my pet peeve, facility bro. Before you go buy a whole NFL team, like – Let's let's just you know what I mean let's upgrade that. Can we get like upgraded facilities for our guys before we start doing all that, bro? Uh, but I'm I'm a, we gonna wrap. Let me let's wrap this up, bro. Uh, because yeah, I know Sunday people got to get ready for work. Um, but yeah, you know the Rockets they got seven more games uh, left in the season. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if they're gonna do the thing where they just uh, shut down the guys, the good like the good players that we have on the team with a couple games left. Um, but Definitely from these seven games, we, we want to see them kind of keep building on some good habits. I, you kind of hope, I wish uh, DJ Augustine gets some burn, but I don't know if they're trying to ramp him up. Um, you know, but, you know, I, I really don't know. What, I have no expectations for the team um, this, like this next stretch. If they do play hard and finish out the year strong, I think it'll go a long way for them as far as confidence going into the offseason. Uh, that's why I do like that they're trying because – it, it does matter. I think it matters how you enter the summer. Are you going to enter on a high note or are you going to enter like getting your brains beat in by like 30 and 40 points like we saw with the Grizzlies game? Um, so, you know, you just hope they finish out strong so we can have more to look forward to in the offseason, bro. But uh, Space, any closing words? Um, I'm I'm like you. Uh, I really truthfully. I, I really don't care if we look bad or good for these next eight games. Truthfully, I just I'm just ready for the offseason to start for us to get rid of Silas. And um, as far as Tillman, I did used to work for Tillman, uh, <laughs> not uh, not right under him, but I used to work at one of his restaurants when I uh, lived in Galveston. Oh, okay. And, and um, to say, I mean, he play he pay his employees pretty good, and we okay. see the U of H facilities. He did good with those. And I would say that he he's not broke, bro. He's not broke. Okay. He's not broke. I I can guarantee you that he's not broke. Uh, but yeah, the, as far as his team goes, man, like I'm, you know me. I almost had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> they they put me through. <laughs> they put me through hell this season, and uh, it's gonna be a welcome sight to end the season and see. The ESPN, bing, bing, bing. There go the graphic. Silas is gone. And would would they even put it on, bro? They probably put it on the little bottom ticker like we have right now. Yeah. <laughs> they won't even make an announcement. I think it's I think it's for a lot of people. I think it's already a foregone conclusion that this man is gone. And uh, he and rightfully so, bro. Rightfully so. Like, like you were saying a while, like early in the season, you don't really want nobody to lose their job, but I think it's going to be the equivalent of making the playoffs for the Rockets. We're going to have to see so many people smiling and, uh, you know, waving their hands <laughs> up and got banners out. Like, we were oh free. Like, like we're uh, Nelson Mandela coming out of the, the <laughs> camp. <laughs> like, we've been in jail for <laughs> these last three years, bro. It's going to feel like a welcoming moment just to get Silas out of here. And I think he needs to take most of the coaching, coaching staff with him. I really do. Uh, I'm hoping whoever comes in, they clean house, bro. They clean house. I love John Lucas. Just have him in a a, a role that's just yeah. a consultant type role or something. Just get his pick his brain. Don't he don't have to be actively on the roster to make an impact. And 
I think we need to get some of our old bloods in here, like Clyde, and they don't have to be coaches, but they got to be part of this this um, mind, you know, this this uh, organization mind going forward. Because, like me and Uncle Mike were saying, he want us to. I want us to wear the, the old mustard, you know, red ketchup and mustard jerseys eventually. But without none of them guys here to t- to tell the young guys, oh, this is why these jerseys are significant to us and why we, you know, uh, take pride in wearing this ketchup and mustard, bro. Like, I think we need to get some of these old heads back here so we can establish a real culture and people and these guys can see where they're coming from, who they're who they're who they're uh got the torch passed to them through, you know, because. I think that's a, a big part of an organization. You don't want to fail the guys that came before you. You don't want to look worse than they made us look. So I think that'll be a good good step in trying to uh, build up the culture and build up some type of sense of community with the Rockets, man. And beautiful words. With that said, ain't no, nothing else to add to that. Appreciate y'all, y'all for joining us on this Sunday night. I think Rockets face Knicks tomorrow. Uh, no, not Dacian Knicks, but the New York Knicks. We'll see if we can get a we can get a good game. I really don't care if they win or lose. I just want to see competitive basketball. Uh, so shout out to everybody. Shout out to Sleep Art, the chat boss of the day. Appreciate y'all support the channel. As you can see, bottom, if you want to donate to the channel to help us keep uh, making this great content, go to our Cash App, ACX Shop Shop. Uh, that's Cash App is ACX Shop Shop. Um, we use all the funds we use to pay for our subscriptions to all the great stat websites. The, um, the software and the hardware we use to make these videos. Um, we're, we, you know, we're excited about the summer. We're going to enter a new era of Rockets basketball. And just like the Rockets are going to turn it up, we plan on turning up with y'all, man. So appreciate y'all. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see y'all boys tomorrow. YouTube Shout be raping us, man. YouTube yeah, be raping us. <laughs> bent over, bro. Y'all got to hit the cash app. Hit the cash app <laughs> if you can. App. Appreciate y'all, man.